I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. You are here in the Storyteller's Church, where we believe that cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told, and we talk all about story here in all of its iterations, how we approach story, the stories we love to read, to tell, to live. And this week, this week our story is about gratitude, especially as we head into this Thanksgiving holiday. Um, every year, right around this time, not a coincidence, I like to sit back and take stock of my life, ponder all of the things, great and small, that inspire within me joy, wistfulness, relief, a belly laugh, and most of all, gratitude. A life without gratitude invites despair. Even in our most trying times, a mere acknowledgement of a person, circumstance, or event that brought something good into our lives is a seed of hope that can see us through to the other side. Grow into a bounty that can feed our souls for a long time to come. Now, I usually start my list of thankfulness right around the launch of the school year. Um, That's early September here in Virginia, USA. When you have school-age kids, like I do still, the year begins in September. I I kind of feel like the year will always begin in September for me. (laughs) Um, And, you know, this is just when the leaves are getting ready to change and the air begs for a sweater come nightfall. It's my favorite time of year. So it's an ideal starting point for me to start taking stock, Julie Andrews style, of my favorite things. And there is never, ever a time when creating this annual list fails to lift my spirits. So here goes. I am ever so grateful for my health. My body is strong enough that I can move furniture and nimble enough that I can touch my toes. My walks are long and painless, my breath deep, and my vision, unless I'm trying to read really up close, is pretty crisp. I know very well that health, like weather, can turn on a dime and I welcome every good day. And speaking of good days, I love the fact that my home office, in which I spend most of my days, has taken on the popcorny, musty dog smells of my Boston Terrier. It's become his domain as much as mine, earning him his moniker of writing dog. I love you, Barney. You snuggle next to me as I type You patiently watch me pace up and down my frayed old Turkish rug as I endeavor to solve plot problems. And you chase down the summer wasps that enter our space 
through some kind of inexplicable devil's magic. Thank you for keeping me company. And want to know what puts a toothy smile on my face, even on the melancholiest day? That is a word, right? Melancholiest? Or is it most melancholy? I think it's melancholiest. See, my daughters, they send me these goofy photos um, through uh, the Snapchat filter. You know, there are all these filters on there, and, and they're they're just so much fun you know and their their faces get transformed by these by those cheeky filters that superimpose on them like big noses and mustaches and rainbow hairstyles and vampire fangs and I love getting them because they remind me that no matter how busy and independent-minded my girls still take the time to reach out to to their mother from time to time and that is certainly something to be grateful for Now, old photo albums, aren't they the best? The edge-curled, yellowed snapshots of, of, you know, years long gone that show our grandmothers as ingenues and our grandfathers as rogues and, best of all, our siblings in a plethora of haphazard, like, Halloween costumes and weird, frilly holiday get-ups. With the convenience of the delete button, you know, these hilarious bad family photos have sort of become a rarity and I celebrate the ones that we've collected along the way. Then, well then there's my youngest daughter's spot on imitation of Amy Winehouse. It is one for the ages and never fails to make my day. She's got this killer bluesy jazzy voice. And, you know, while we're at it, let's throw in Amy Winehouse songs sung by the mistress of self-effacing calamity herself. R.I.P. Miss Winehouse, you left us much too soon. And I savor with immense gratitude my romanticized memories of being a mother of young children. The way my son's silly grin made me want to poke his tummy how I actually used to get butterflies watching my girls play dress-up. And that all of them used to come in from the backyard covered head to toe in Virginia's red clay mud. These things and more make me yearn for a time machine. Yet, I am delighted by the people they're becoming. Their capacity for growth, even after a stumble, is humbling and deeply gratifying. A big thanks to my husband, Jack, for convincing me to give this motherhood thing a try. Now dinner, dinner with our best friends is as restorative as a good night's sleep, as is the crackling fire burning in our 1905 pot belly stove that just fills me with contentment. For these things, I am much obliged, especially when they're combined to create just the perfect night. We've had many of those, and I feel truly blessed. Oh, not having to look for parking. Now that is surely something to feel good about too, as as is authentic Mexican food, the supreme satisfaction of scratching an itch, and really good hair dye. 
These are definitely in the small category, but who among us has not walked with a spring in our step after landing a primo parking spot? What goes in the great category, however, is the comfort of being surrounded by a community who cares and knows that they can rely on us. Now that's truly one of the best things in life. Even better, well, not better than cozy dinners. But I do have one that I think can one up the community category. And this one probably deserves a category all its own. It is the black and white ultrasound image of a prospective new member of the family. In our case, it's that of our nephew and his wife's little girl who will officially be joining the human race in April. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This list would be complete if that were the only thing on it. Now getting back to some of the smaller things in life, I am also ever so glad for the existence of a fine egg salad, stand-up comedy, sleeping naked, old Persian rugs, and rope swings. Of the latter, I especially like the kind that swing over a lake or other cool watering hole on a hot and muggy day. That kerplunk sound that we make as we fall into the water is quite possibly the most refreshing noise in the world, and I am just thrilled for its, for its existence. And while we're on the subject of things refreshing, I will never tire of floating down rivers and inner tubes, skating on frozen ponds, and jumping into a pile of autumn leaves. It's the Midwesterner in me, I guess. Stinky cheese. <laughs> There's one. I, for one, think it's divine. The faster it clears a room, the more I enjoy every stinking bite. I won't hold it against you if you're not as grateful as I am for a food that smells like it should crawl. I mean, my own family can't take it. <laughs> Moving on, reading a great biography, discovering the work of a new artist, and dreaming up a fresh adventure, probably all in one day. <laughs> Now that is simply sublime and even better than the stinkiest cheese, I must say. As are the weekly Sunday dinners that we've made standard in our household this year. Even the two who have flown the nest try to make a show and often bring a college friend or two, which is really wonderful. Now as for aesthetic pleasures, I am simply just rapturous over the golden jewel-like beauty of Byzantine art. I'm charmed by the awkward poetry of little girls practicing ballet and cheered by holding a beautiful, delicate wine glass between my fingers, which I plan to do a plenty this Thanksgiving holiday. But oh, these things, they are all sigh-inducing, every single one. But 
rediscovering why you love someone is a rush of emotions that is truly worthy of the gods. As is the pursuit of excellence, which is why I will end this here because it's always best to wind things up when you know you've done your best. Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. Until next time, stay cold.